0: What do you do when you're so stressed out and anxious you feel like you can't cope? Or so angry you're afraid of what you'll say? How can mindfulness help us to manage difficult emotions? Welcome to Mindfulness for Beginners. Hey there mindfulness fans and hello to Max and the Lotus Group in Victoria. I hope you're happy, I hope you're peaceful. It's your old pal, Sean, and we're finishing off our January refresh of the basics of mindfulness. If you're enjoying the podcast, then I invite you to become a supporter of the show on Patreon. There's lots of exclusive content there, including guided meditations to help you sleep. Paul did, and he's delighted, I assume. So why not join him? And the link is in the description. Also in the description are links to the trailer for my new podcast, Mindfulness for Gamers, which is launching the 7th of February. It follows the same format as this show, but it illustrates the concepts of mindfulness through your favourite games. And I do make an attempt to be funnier. Why not see how that went? I'd be massively grateful if you could share it, subscribe, leave a review. If it's successful, and that's a big if, then I'll be able to devote more time to mindfulness and create more content. So if you can check it out, if you can leave reviews and subscribe, you'll be doing me a massive favour. In our final episode of our January Fundamentals, we're looking at how we can deal with difficult emotions, particularly stress and anxiety. I've had my own challenges with mental health over the years, and I suffered from depression when I was a teenager. I've been known to get angry once in a while, which I found out in my later years was sometimes called throwing a paddy in England, charming. But the one that I struggled to get to grips with was fear. Sadness and anger were emotions I could learn to sit with, more on that later. But anxiety really stuck around, like bubblegum in your hair, if I still had any hair. If you want to imagine what I look like, I'm basically a human lollipop or a dandelion after the wind's gotten to it. There's something about anxiety in particular that can sweep away my awareness. It can bypass my conscious mind and I don't even realise that I've left my body and I'm living in some imagined future where I've made a mistake or I've said the wrong thing to someone. Somewhere in our big bowl of head spaghetti, something is triggered that tells us we're in danger, the stakes are high, and we need to analyse the possible futures so we can avoid it happening. And for me, there's a range of highly dangerous situations that my brain helpfully raises my stress levels for. Examples include walking through a crowd, socialising with people, being in a restaurant, or sometimes just quietly sitting in a room – All code red, abandoned ship, hide-under-your-desk like an 80s action movie, situations, I'm sure you'll agree. When I first started practising mindfulness, I was really pleased at how much of an effect it had on my anxiety. And for a while, I believed that I could use the practice to batter my anxiety into submission a bit like Rocky does to Apollo Creed at the end of the second movie. Of course, I now know that this isn't realistic or even desirable, Our difficult emotions exist for a reason, and as appealing as the idea of switching them off, like we would a toaster or an infomercial might be, it wouldn't be good for us. That's why anaesthetising ourselves with alcohol or other consumption just doesn't work. The problem isn't that our emotions exist, the problem is how we react to them. When I was younger and my anxiety started increasing, I was afraid and ashamed of that feeling which further increased my stress and so the carousel of anxiety would continue. It's hard to accept difficult feelings while we're experiencing them. Our mind grasps for ways out of the current situation that our feelings are attached to and of course it feels. We can't wish our way out of reality. But that's what we try and do and I find myself doing it as well. I wish I hadn't said that to him. Why did I have to lose my keys when I'm already late? I wish I wasn't so anxious. We're asking God, Vishnu, Zeus, or maybe all of them to take horrible, horrible reality away from us and replace it with some relaxing jazz, a comfortable chair and some peace and quiet. Sadly, as nice as that sounds, if we want to learn to tend to our difficult emotions in a helpful way, We need to bring ourselves into union with reality rather than avoiding it. And the first step is to start with the feeling itself. When we practice mindfulness every day, we train ourselves to notice difficult feelings arising. We can notice a feeling arising and we can name it. I'm feeling sad today. I'm feeling anxious. Or I'm feeling the burning rage of a thousand suns. Hmm, That's interesting. We have to remind ourselves to check in with what we're feeling. So we get into the habit, and I'll come back to that in this week's homework. Once we've sensed what we're feeling, we can then choose to accept it. That's not to say that what we're feeling necessarily reflects objective reality. As Mark Twain said, I've known a great many troubles, most of which never happened. But we can be okay with our feelings. We can be okay with not being okay. Tara Brack, in her excellent book, Radical Acceptance, talks about saying yes to everything, including how we feel. Not agreeing, not disagreeing, just saying yes and accepting. And part of getting comfortable with what we're feeling is what's called equanimity, which means seeing the arrival of our emotion without a reaction. In the Buddhist tradition, there's a concept called the second arrow, The first arrow that hits us is the situation and our automatic thoughts and emotions, and the second arrow is how we react to them. Frequently, the second arrow hurts us more than the first. If we choose to view the arrival of our emotions with a certain distance, a kind of composure, then the damage that they do to us is much, much less. We still might have that initial pain, but we don't necessarily experience continued suffering. And what helps hugely with getting that perspective is remembering that everything is impermanent. When we're struggling, it can feel like we're going to feel this way forever. Knowing that there's an end to suffering makes bearing it easier. With the confidence that this too shall pass, we can choose to smile to our anxiety or anger or sadness and ask it to sit with us. And it helps to imagine this as someone literally sitting down with us when we feel that strong emotion. With my anxiety, I imagine it as this curly haired middle aged guy with a worried look on his face. Being able to sit with him, focus on my breath for a while, and then focus on what I'm feeling means that I can easily then move to the next stage. Which is listening to what our difficult emotions have to say. That's what our emotions are there for. There are friends trying to warn us about something. If you had a friend who you thought was in trouble, if you knocked at their door and they didn't answer, would you just give up? No, you're, you're worried about them, so you'd keep on knocking on the door or you'd go looking for them. Maybe you climb in through the window. Surprise! Maybe you climb in through the window. Surprise! That's what your emotions are trying to do. You need to listen to what they have to say and in order to do that you have to stop running. You have to calm your mind and you have to sit with them. When you really listen you might be surprised at what they have to say. Like when I'm feeling anxious and in a crowd, what my anxiety has to say is that it thinks I'm in physical danger. The first time I heard that I was really surprised and emotional. But then, when I thought through the experiences of my life, it really did make sense. Once I listened to it, accepted the feeling, but also accepted that I wasn't in danger, the anxiety reduced significantly. And finally, we can look deeply. Once we've listened to our difficult emotions, we can look back into our past and understand where the belief formed that's driving our reaction now. I realise that's not the easiest thing in the world to start lifting up the rocks inside your mind, so please do take it one step at a time and talk to a therapist if you need someone to walk through that journey with you. But it's possible to see our trauma, it's possible to see our younger self that's suffering and we can hold that part of ourselves, directing compassion, understanding and loving kindness towards oneself. That's a lot I've just talked through, but start with step one, check in with how you're feeling through the day, and see if you can notice when a difficult emotion is arising, and smile to it, because if you can learn to do that, you're on the path of liberation. In fact, let's practice that right now with a guided meditation from Thich Nhat Hanh's Blooming of a Lotus Second Edition, this will be a little bit longer than usual. It's quite a big guided meditation and this is actually an abridged version of it. So I'm going to forgo the settling in introduction this week. So if you want to make yourself comfortable, then I'll start with three sounds of the bell. Breathing in. I know I am breathing in. Breathing out. I know I am breathing out. In. Out. Breathing in. I experience my fear. Breathing out. I smile to the fear. Fear. Smiling. Breathing in. I experience my anxiety. Breathing out. I smile to the anxiety. Anxiety. Smiling. Breathing in, I experience my sadness. Breathing out, I smile to the sadness. Sadness, smiling. Breathing in, I experience my anger. Breathing out, I smile to the anger. Anger, smiling. Breathing in, I experience excited joy. Breathing out, I smile to the excited joy. Excited joy, smiling. Breathing in, I experience the joy of letting go. Breathing out, I smile to the joy of letting go. Joy of letting go, smiling. Breathing in, I experience the joy of freedom. Breathing out, I smile to the joy of freedom. Joy of freedom, smiling. And finally, breathing in, I experience a neutral feeling. Breathing out. I smile to the neutral feeling. Neutral feeling. Smiling. as we reach the end of the guided meditation just taking a moment or two to notice any changes in your body. Noticing any areas of relaxation, any areas of tension and taking the opportunity to stretch those if you need to. Noticing any changes in your mind and if you feel a sense of calm or peace then I would invite you to carry that through the rest of your day. And finally, opening your eyes and returning your awareness to the room that you're in. And your mindfulness homework for this week is to set a timer on your phone to go off each hour and check in on what the emotions you're experiencing are. And seeing if you can smile to that emotion, even if it's a difficult feeling. Uh, I would ask you to practice today's guided meditation each day this week. And finally, please do check out my new podcast, Mindfulness for Gamers. The link is in the description. It would mean a great deal to have your support. I may be happy, may be peaceful. And may you see yourself through the eyes of understanding and compassion. Slana, will you? And I'll see you next time. Well,